Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. My name is Shane Seeley. I am your host today. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. Today, I am joined, of course, by Brandon Adam. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon D Adam Nineteen. And going south, Mike Dickinson at Mike underscore Dickinson. Gentlemen, welcome to the program, Brandon. How the hell are you, brother? Dude, so excited for our new opportunity here on DFS Army. We're going to just absolutely knock it out of the park for all the guys at DFS Army. We're going to make this uh, community even larger. We're going to do something very cool here. I'm excited. Love it, Mike. What's going on, boys? I'm already uh, two soccer games, 45 emails, and a full work report into the day. It's only uh, 10.40 a.m. Eastern time. So let's go. Let's talk some fantasy football. What's going on? We got Logan chipping on the program. How are you doing, Logan? Thanks for tuning in. Man, uh, so so for those who don't know us, um, we've known Kevin. I played in leagues with Kevin for many, many years. And uh, we discussed, and I'm going to be providing some content over at DFS Army. So for those who are inclined to go. So go and follow the links or just go to dfsarmy.com. As the name would suggest, the primary focus of that website, and I mean, if you've gone to play any DFS, you'll see that DFS Army logo right at the top, baby. Um, mm-hmm. Join the family, because that's really what it is. It's it, There's so much stuff out there. There's daily content for all your DFS programs. But what we're going to be focusing on <clears throat> is the fantasy football element. And today... For those who are keeping track, we are focusing on dynasty fantasy football players that you want to be drafting in your dynasty startup leagues. Because, I mean, guys, it's really it's kind of a funny time of year, right? We have people that are going playing in, in underdog best balls, which DFS Army use that promo code hundred hundred percent hundred dollar match, and you can go and join leagues like the Puppy, but. We're going to be focusing on dynasty fantasy football today because that, it, to me, is kind of dynasty season still, right? I mean, I would say rookie draft season was May, June. Now is dynasty startup season, and we're in, we're in some startups right now. So this is what we want to talk about. So what we're going to focus on is a couple players each that we think that you guys should not leave your dynasty startup drafts without taking. So with that, Mike, I'm going to throw it to you. Because you've been to productive today. Yeah, you've been so productive today. You should be yes. ready. So give me your first player that you cannot leave your dynasty startup draft without. All right. So for my first player, I have my player. I have one blue chip and I have one kind of skanky. So I'll save the Ooh. skank for the muck and the mire yeah. at the end. First player <laughs> that I'm going for is somebody who plays in arguably the most prolific offense in the league. His quarterback is, in my opinion, going to be the quarterback one this year. I'm going on record saying it right now. It is not Pitts, but I appreciate that. That is a good take there, sir. The player that I am going for, he is down deep in your positional ADP. He is down deep in the, in the overall ADP, but he is high in your hearts. He is high in your heads. His name is none other than Mike Williams, wide receiver for the oh. formerly San Diego and now Los Angeles Chargers. So you look at Mike Williams. Mike Williams was wide receiver 12 on the year last year. He is currently going sleeper, uh, sleeper, super, super flex ADP. He is currently going 93.7, so 94th overall. 
that puts him squarely in that puts him right around the what that the eight the seven eight turn right around there he's going as wide receiver 35 so he's getting he's getting a little bit of hate on it and i'm not exactly sure why um he's he's prolific he's dynamic he's a deep threat we've seen that he can rack up yards after catch we've seen that he's a he's a touchdown target he's a favorite target of um of herbert and you look at kind of what they added this offseason. They didn't really, they didn't really add a ton of offensive weapons. They've added to the tight end room a little bit, but I mean, they replaced Gerald, they replaced Jared Cook. He was he was aging. He was going to age out. There's nobody that really scares you as far as those red zone looks go. Austin Eckler uh, racked up 20 touchdowns last year. I see some regression to the mean coming back for him. He was, and if you wrote Austin Eckler to fantasy championships last year because of how strong he ended the season. But I think that when you look at pieces of offenses that you want to get, you want to get as much exposure to this San Diego Chargers offense as you can. And we're talking dynasty. We're talking, you know, on the on the positional side, we're talking two to three-year windows. If we talk about quarterbacks, we're talking probably four to five-year windows because we're in a super flex, we're in a super flex setup. But I think if you can get a cheap piece of this offense and uh, you know, a wide receiver that can post wide receiver one numbers for you week in and week out, he can win you, he's gonna win you your week three to four weeks out of the year. Uh the only thing that I'll say is he's he's you have to hedge against him a little bit. So you need to balance him with somebody who has a safer floor. So you would if you if you end up taking somebody like if you go quarterback, tight end, running back, running back heavy, I would kind of bounce back and take a Juju Smith-Schuster, somebody who's going to have some floor, some target volume built in. You may not agree with him specifically, but somebody like that, somebody who's going to see a good target share, somebody who's going to get probably 80 catches, is going to, you know, is going to, in a PPR setup, is going to be money. And then you take your shot on Williams as your wide receiver too. If you're relying on him to be your one and give you that stability, that's more risky play. If you want to go that way, all power to you. God love you. That's just, I tend to be a little more conservative, but if you can grab Williams a little bit ahead, a little bit ahead of ADP, take him, take him at the six, seven turn, take him right around 72 overall, get him 75, 80 overall. That's an absolute steal. I like that a lot. In fact, I actually, I did exactly what you did. So my safe wide receiver one was Devontae Adams in this league where I took Mike Williams as my wide receiver two. And I was completely ecstatic to do that because he gives you that upside, man. He gives you that monster game ability. Um, His consistency needs to improve if he wants to be, um, if people want to, if you want to consider him to be a wide receiver one, consistent wide receiver one. Um, What was it last year? The first five or six games, he was on fire. He was a you know top wide receiver, close to wide receiver eight, and then he just tailed off towards the towards the middle and end of the year. Um, just consistency, but with that offense, I think that offense is growing. In uh, their playbook is growing every year with their new coaching staff they had last year, and now this is their second year. And they brought him back for a reason. They signed him to a big, a nice contract. They have a massive plan for them for him. I guarantee you, they t- they communicated that to them to him about his role in in um enlarging and possibly over over um possibly be might, might even be more productive than Keenan Allen. I think he, I think this could be the year where he is the focal point and becoming that because Keenan Allen is getting old man. He's getting old. He's been lucky with his he was a injured uh often injured wide receiver but he's been the last couple of years he's been working that away and becoming a real pro about keeping healthy and staying on the field. But with Mike Williams, he's younger, he's bigger, he's got more range. Justin Herbert is going to find him tons down the seams and deep along the sideline. He, he He's just a discount DK Metcalf. That's what I've been calling him all offseason. That's what I've been calling him. 
And I love yeah, that. So one. that's a great. Yeah. One. So looking at so looking at Williams' contract, and a lot of times what we like to do is we like to follow the money because the money tells us everything. He yeah. signed a three-year, sixty million dollar deal, forty million dollars uh, guaranteed at signing. Dead cap hit this year is forty million. Dead cap hit next, <laughs> uh, tw- after twenty-three is twenty-six million. Their out is in twenty-four. So if you're looking yep. in a two to, in a two to three-year window, you can pretty much guarantee that Williams is going to be locked and loaded on that roster for at least two years. Um, yep. After the twenty-three season, he does turn twenty-nine years old, so he will be thirty in twenty twenty-four. And I would kind of look for that as your out. So looking mm-hmm. a little bit longer term down the road, he's going to cash for you this year. He's going to cash for you early next year. If you end up in a situation where you know he, your your team isn't built the way that you thought it was going to be built. Um, your team isn't built the way you thought it was going to be built. He would be somebody that you would be able to move on from and probably sell high in the, in the middle of the 23 season. And then you would feel, you would feel good about that. So here's the thing with Mike Williams. Okay. There's this perception out there that the man's like 33 years old, just because one, he's been in the league forever. Right. And and he's often injured, right? Just his physical style of play. He's the kind of player that's going to go. And on those deep balls, he's going to stretch out so that when he lands hard, He's going to land on that shoulder, and then he's out for four or five games. The thing is, is that, and you, you hinted on this, Mike, the man is 27 years old. Historically speaking, 27 years old is the age apex for wide receivers. It's when it's at their their, their absolute peak of performance, of ability. They're not old enough yet where they've lost a step. And then when you compare it to Keenan Allen, like, look, Keenan Allen is going to have a role on the team this year. Uh, from a target perspective, they were very similar. Keenan got close to well, I mean, Keenan got close to 10 targets per game last year. Mike Williams got eight. But, of course, we know Mike Williams has that bread and butter of touchdowns, baby. He scored nine touchdowns last year. I would not put it past him. Like, Mike, we we were saying it on another show, but Mike Williams legit has the upside of getting those double-digit 15, 16-plus touchdowns in a given season. I mean, it would be absolutely magical if that was to happen. But, I mean, you think about it, okay? It's possible. When you take a step, well, then you take a step back and you focus on what teams are you trying to target. Well, guess what? The AFC West man is going to have a ton of shootouts. That's all anybody talked about this offseason was the freaking AFC West. Last year it was the NFC West. This year is the year of the AFC, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a gauntlet. Which means, yep. despite the fact that a lot of these teams have good defenses, they also have good good offenses. There's going to be a ton of shootouts, and Mike Williams, baby. He's going way too late. And Mike, we focus on two yep. to three year windows, but banners fly for life. You go, you take Mike Williams and you won this year and you win next year. Brandon, tell me your guy. There you go. Sergeant Adam says, go draft Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, everybody, everybody like myself was high on Rashad Bateman last year. And we saw glimpses of it, but he had that groin tear, groin injury, had a small surgery, just wasn't right. Didn't get the, that whole Ravens offense was banged up. We didn't even get to see the real offense that the Ravens are going to do. Um, the, the absence of uh, Hollywood Brown, 145 targets are going to be vacated by his presence being gone. That is a massive deal, people. You want to draft vacated target. You want to go on teams that have opportunity that are that players can grow into. And this 22-year-old wide receiver is the guy to go get. And he his ADP is around mid-round, mid-eighth round. I would be comfortable getting him in the mid-seventh, 
early seventh round just to make sure I got my guy. This guy is incredibly talented. He, I had him comped coming out uh, to Odell Beckham Jr. He is this guy is legitimately a stud, and he has the right energy. Just go, just go on Twitter and go type up Bateman interviews, and you're gonna find why this guy is incredibly confident. He is ready for this role. The team has already expressed. 100% confidence by the departure of Hollywood Brown. They know what they got in this man. He is going to crush it for everybody. He is going to be a top 18, 15 wide receiver this year. Um, and with the higher ups, uh, upside, if Lamar takes that next jump as a quarterback. But I absolutely smashed the table for Rashad Bateman. Go draft Rashad Bateman. That's such a sharp take, man. I think that, like, look, Bateman is criminally undervalued right now just because we haven't mm-hmm. seen it. That's the problem. Yep. Like, fantasy gamers, we're very fickle, right? We like our yep. prospects, but the second you don't live up to that expectation in year it's one, over. game <laughs> one, that's it. We're done. We're, we're out. We're out. The thing is, is that it's very clear that the Baltimore Ravens this year, they want to get back to the run, right? Like, last year, things really went against them in that perspective, mm-hmm. right? Look no further than Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Justice Hill, all getting injured. Their top three running backs. Their entire depth chart was injured last year. And then you go add to the fact that Lamar Jackson had an injury injury ridden. Didn't he get COVID? Like it was just it was just a everything was season, wrong right? with him. Yeah, everything was wrong with him. And so look, there's still going to be a run first team. But when you compare it to the fact that like Marquise Brown had an upside of. 15 to 20 targets a game, right? He was one of those players and there's not a lot of players out there. And Lamar Jackson for, for all of his misgivings as a, as a passer, he is extremely efficient and Rashad Bateman, his best comparable player uh, over at playerprofiler.com, which is where we get a lot of our data from is Stefan Diggs. And Stefan. Oh, I love it. Pretty damn good career. So yeah, I love Rashad Bateman. Mike, you got to take 22 years old guys, 22 years old. This guy can be a foundational piece forever. This is the guy that you want. This is, he's going to be your wide receiver one for, uh, after this season going 2023 and beyond, he will be a wide receiver one. Yeah. So I think his ADP is less about him and maybe a little bit more about Lamar and the potential limitations of that offense. So, um, Lamar, he does have a little bit of difficulty throwing to the outside. He's much more comfortable throwing down the middle and he's, he's a, he's a running quarterback. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you worry about when they get in close to the red zone, if he's going to take those touches, obviously, you know, Baltimore has that record of the most, the most consecutive hundred yard rushing games ever. And that's actually something that's important to them. Um, so, but it's kind of, it, it harkens back to what Brandon said. There's 145 vacated targets there from Hollywood Brown. So when we're looking at fantasy football, when we're assessing prospects and profiles, you look at opportunity and you look at talent that uh, clearly the opportunity is there. And there were some analysts that had Bateman as the number one rated. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be so now, but there were some analysts that had Bateman as the number one ranked wide receiver coming out of the draft last year. So clearly he was the in- there. I, I love it. He's a steal at that ADP. I'm in. Yeah, no. What about yeah. you, Shane? What does Shane see? What does Private Shane over there think? Well, who's your number one guy that you want to get on your team? I would say there's a theme, right? We're going after old players today, and we're going after rookies who didn't quite hit the mark last year. In the case of my player, he didn't play a single down in a regular season for the NFL. <laughs> but the man was a first-round pick. He was in probably, arguably, the most dysfunctional team, not only of last year, but potentially – arguably in NFL history. And that yeah. man is Travis CTN of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
let me tell you a tale of Travis Etienne. Okay, so the man, he has a Liz Frank injury in preseason last year, so he didn't play a single down. It was extremely disappointing. Um, the Jaguars as a whole were, uh, I mean, they were they were a joke. Let's just call it what it was. They, they were a joke last year. Luckily, it was probably a good thing that he didn't play, right? Because he probably would have had a bad season and people would have been even mm -hmm. further out on him. But again, I, I'm about comparables, right? So this is not about playing style. This is about production, weight, size, just the, 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 the person that is Travis Etienne. His best comparable is DeAndre Swift, another player that we absolutely love. The one downside with Travis Etienne is, of course, his size. He's 5'10", 215 pounds. So he's not quite that bruiser back. But what... I found kind of intriguing is that, you know, the NFL is always talking about this wide receiver is going to be the next Debo Samuel. That wide receiver is going to be the next Debo Samuel. Well, Travis Etienne's basically saying, look, like when you compare Debo Samuel's profile to Travis Etienne's profile, instead of being a wide receiver that plays running back, he's a running back to play as wide receiver. That's the kind of play that he can go. And then you, you, you do need to, we can't forget that one of the reasons they went and they reached for Travis Etienne, and I believe it was like 1.25 last year in the draft, was because Trevor Lawrence had his guy. That was the other theme of last year. It's college rookie quarterbacks getting their college guys, right? So we saw Joey B mm -hmm. got uh, Jamar Chase. Well, guess what? Travis Etienne is Trevor Lawrence's guy. His price is still not reflective of what his ability is, okay? Mm -hmm. So right now, currently, in sleeper drafts which are startup drafts he's going at 44 uh overall as the rb18 okay in underdog dog drafts comparatively right so just for the season long people he's going at 51 which is in the dreaded dead zone of the running backs the reason he's going so late is because we haven't seen it it's the same thing with rashad bateman you got to go out now and hammer travis Etienne. his price is still depressed when you compare him to say deandre swift where we've seen it deandre swift is going very early in drafts he's going sometimes round one, oftentimes round two in these startup drafts. Travis Etienne, you can still get a bit of a discount on. The discount is going to dry up. We saw it just this week, guys, in training camp where he looks electric. Back in February, he was about 80%. This year, or excuse me, this time of year, he's about 100%, and he's making cuts out there. He looks crisp. He looks good. He's running wide receiver routes. He looks to be the best player on the field. Go out yep. now, get Travis Etienne, because the price is only going to go up from here. I love that take. I, I'm all in on ETN. I put I put out a tweet just a couple weeks ago. This guy is discount Swift. If you guys if you guys love Swift, you draft Travis ETN because he's going to have a similar role. Who else is over there? I mean Christian Kirk. I mean, are we really going? Evan Ingram. Are we really going? Are we, do we really care about those people? No. It's going to be this offense is going to be about Travis ETN and the connection between him and T Law, and that is. Uh, that's that is exactly the type of stuff I look for. I like players that have worked with each other before. That's why I'm a little bit in on Hollywood Brown when I've been out before. Um, I'm in on Hollywood Brown as a Cardinal now um, because of that chemistry with Kyler Murray. I think that is going to be an instant instant success. Um, I I'm all about that. I think that's the new wave of the NFL is that they're trying to get these kids because these guys are coming out of college so polished nowadays. And if you can if you can jumpstart your offense and not have to build chemistry um, and waste half a season building chemistry, that is such a head start. If you can do that as for an NFL team, um, I, for any young quarterback, as I would do that in a heartbeat if I could find. That's why I, I loved when Devontae Smith went with Jalen Hurts. That 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 was very nice as well. But 
they just got AJ Brown. My guy, other guy that I am absolutely in love with, I think that is going to be a match made in heaven in Philly. I think they're going to throw the ball much, much, much more. Um, that's another one. But I'm not. All right, Mike, who you got? You got uh, two Brandon's for us. Prison. The one thing that I'll, the other thing that I'll say uh, in support of ETN is if you look at their depth chart. So he's currently sitting atop it. Obviously, James Robinson tore his Achilles at the end of the season last year. You know, I, we saw Cam Akers come back from that. I don't know that you can count on that, that you can bank mm. on that. So I, I would be hard pressed to to expect James Robinson at all this year. Then behind him is right Ryke, yeah. Armstead, who he's been around a while. He's he's been in Jacksonville his entire career. He kind of fits the same fold, the same mold. He's 5'11", 220. So you could see him coming in as a sub back. And then they drafted Snoop Connor this year out of Ole Miss in the fifth round, uh, 154 overall. So mm-hmm. there's not a ton of there's not a ton of competition there. So in this the year of our Lord 2022 with all these RBBCs, these running back by committees. Um, if you like, if you see a guy like ETN who you think is going to have a relatively large role and I'm talking 75%, probably he's probably going to be 75, 80% of the running back snaps. You like that. Yeah. You like that. Again, it's a talent and the opportunity. He's a first round draft pick. He's first round draft capital and he's going to get the opportunity. Yeah. And it's, it's gonna yeah. He's going to have a lot of time of heel time. So he's going to be 100% from that injury. Yeah, he missed the entire season last year. He, he, he didn't have to that, work, he worry about pre- working him in or anything. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, good. He hit, that pre- he hit that preseason last year, so he's good. All right, so for my second, for my second yeah. pick, and we're talking, we're talking super flex startup here. Like I, I kind of, I kind of tease it a little bit. This one's going to be a little bit down, a little bit further down in the muck and the mire. Um, you look at at uh, players that have the draft capital that are going to have the opportunity, and I'm looking way, way, way down the board. Um, in sleeper superflex ADP, this person is going at 143rd overall. So basically, the back end of the 11th <laughs> round, quarterback 30. He is one, Daniel Jones. Um, I'm not All taking right. him as my quarterback one. I don't even know that I'm taking him as my quarterback two. But if you can steal somebody who is locked and loaded as an NFL starter for your quarterback three in the 11 at the end of the 11th round beginning of the 12th round dude that that is rock solid uh our friend from roadwire alan seslowski always says that quarterbacks are never cheaper in a super flex than they are in the startup for a starting yeah. nfl quarterback that is dirt cheap um you look at who they brought there brian dable is the head coach there you look who they didn't bring in they they brought in Tarod taylor behind him but i think that's because taylor has experience in the dayball system um and i don't see taylor as a threat to start over Daniel Jones. Um, they brought in. They brought in additional offensive help there. They drafted Wandale Robinson. Kadarius Tony is still there. Kenny Galladay is still there. Um, they beefed up that offensive line a little bit. Saquon Barkley is still there. Now you got guys like Barkley and Daniel Jones who are kind of playing for contracts. They didn't. They didn't take. They didn't exercise Daniel Jones's fifth year option. But they also didn't. They didn't cast him aside. They didn't really draft anybody. So this is a one year audition. I mean, you look at where he was taken. Gettleman might have reached on him, taken him at the. He went uh, the one hundred six overall the year that he came out. That might have been a little bit, a little bit of a reach. Come from a smaller, a smaller uh, FBS school coming from Duke. You know, didn't didn't have a ton of great competition. Didn't play with a great coaching staff. But the guy's flashed. He's a mobile quarterback. He's quick. He's going to get you three, 400 yards on the ground. He's probably going to vulture some touchdowns. And, you know, is it really a reach to see him thrown for 3,500, 3,800 yards? So to get that, you know, to get that kind of consistent week in and week out, say you go with somebody like, a, you know, you wait and you take a Kirk Cousins and a Derek Carr as your first two quarterbacks, and you come back, Daniel Jones is your third at the 11th round. 
I'll, I'll take that any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing about Daniel Jones is, is like you said, Mike, I, I, I honestly think he got, got a little bit lucky this year, just based on the fact that there wasn't that premium quarterback in the draft or, or various multiple uh, premium quarterbacks in the draft. It kind of forced the giants hand, right? Like they went and they, the, the giants had a very good draft. Um, the thing is, is that he needs to do it this year. It's it's do or die time for for Daniel Jones. And but to your, to your point, I mean, look, Kadarius. I mean, for one, he was injured for a good part of last year. But Kadarius Tony was injured for a good part of last year. Kenny Galladay was injured for a good part of last year. Saquon Barkley was injured for a good part of last year. Um, Evan Ingram's obviously gone, but I mean, he was kind of up and down. They got Rick Seals Jones right now. But look, if it's gonna happen, this is gonna this is gonna be the year that happens. Brian Dayball is good at coaching quarterbacks, and I mean. What? Go ahead. Here's the here's the other thing that's kind of sneaky. And I saw mm-hmm. I know Brandon, you tweeted this out, and he actually the man actually tweeted out this tweeted this out himself to bear to kind of scoop Rappaport and Schefter. Steve Smith Senior yes. is their wide receiver coach mm-hmm. this year. So like as fantasy players, there's there's little pieces and there's edges that you can get. Everybody knows who Daniel Jones is. Everybody knows who Wandale Robinson is. Everybody knows who Saquon Saquon Barkley is. I'm gonna bet that there's not necessarily guys or girls in your league who understand that Steve Smith Senior, who is a dog, he is a dog, dog, dog. He was a dog when he was in the NFL. He was a dog as a broadcaster. He's gonna be a dog as a coach. He's coaching those wide receivers up now, so they're gonna have some more grit and some more fight to them. As a Philadelphia Eagles fan who has to watch the, the New York Giants every every week. I've loved the Gettleman, Joe Judge, uh, Ben McAdoo era. This has been absolutely glorious to me. Um, I'm a little nervous this year. I, I kind of like what they're doing. I think they, I think they're sneaky. I would say, I like. I, I think you nailed it. Yeah, the thing with Steve Smith is, Kadarius Tony. He's got talent, but he's a freaking hothead. He is. We saw it last year as a rookie, and even we saw it in the offseason where he didn't have his playbook for a little while. I mean, they've, they've taken a step back now. And they're saying that Kadarius Tony is actually doing quite well in practice and around the locker room. But to have a player like Steve Smith that has an attitude because he's a smaller wide receiver, he's got that dog mentality. If he could somehow, man to man, work with Kadarius Tony and say, "Look, I get it. You're frustrated about something. I don't know. I don't know the man." Focus that energy on your football game. We saw it, man. We saw that glimpse. What was it like? Uh, that magical game. I don't have it in front of me. But it was something like 14 or 15 receptions. It was just absolutely insane. And then, he, of course, he went out and got injured. But we saw that. There was a reason that Kadarius Tony was a first-round pick. Shane didn't necessarily agree with it. But then the, the those New York football giants certainly did. So they're going to do everything in their power to make that first-round pick stick and i get it there's a new brass up there but he's still a first round talent okay mm-hmm. wandell robinson i'm on record of saying i loved i love wandell robinson as a player i didn't like him as a round two nfl pick in the real nfl draft i, I saw him more of as like a third round upside player guy but he's going to be a good player that's going to be able to complement that entire offense i think that uh wandell is probably going to play more of the slot role Kadarius is going to play a little about a little bit outside possibly move as a, as a flanker but they're going to mix up formations. Kenny Galladay, man, he's he's getting up there in age. He just hasn't been yeah. able to stay healthy. So I, I honestly, I mean, he's still there, but I think the ship has sailed on Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you do, if you believe in K- Kenny G, you can pretty much get him as like the last pick in your draft. Like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't cost you anything, but this is the year. Daniel Jones, he's got the firepower. Saquon Barkley's a, a, another year removed from that injury. And look, he came back and didn't look good, but 
he's still Saquon Barkley. So let's give, if we're going to give anybody the benefit for the doubt, I feel like it should be Mr. Saquon Barkley. So Daniel Jones, thank God, because look, honestly, Mike, I've got him in one of my leagues and I'm in a rookie draft right now. And I was picking at number four. Kenny Pickett was still there. And I'm like, okay, I got Jalen Hurts and I got Trey Lance. Two somewhat high upside, but still very mm-hmm. risky quarterbacks as my one, two. And I was mm-hmm. leaning between, do I go Kenny P or do I go Traylon Burks? And I am like, you know what? I don't care if Traylon Burks is having an asthma attack in practice. I'm going, I'm going to get sick because I want to win my league, <laughs> right? I'm going to go Traylon. Yeah. I think Traylon Brooks can help you win your league, whereas Kenny Pickett yep. is like a safe QB3, right? So I went, I went, I went Traylon Burks. And what I'm banking on is that Daniel Jones is at least a competent QB3. And it sounds like you believe that he is. So I'm happy with that. Yep. Brandon, who do you got for your next guy? All right. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. So my second guy is Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney is another guy that's going in that same exact range as Bateman in the eighth, ninth round, eighth round, eighth, ninth round turn area. And I think this guy has high upside, high, high floor because of the target share he's going to obtain because there is nobody else there for, for Justin Fields. I think this offense is going to roll through Darnell. Last year, he had 100 targets, 81 catches, over 1,000 yards, and I think he's just going to keep building. I think he can go get to 12, 1,300 yards if if Justin Fields can take a step. Can he take that step? I am going to listen to my guy, Mike D. He was a big Justin Fields guy. I think he's going to – I'm going to listen a little bit to that. I've been getting Donnell Mooney in uh, uh, startup leagues and trading for him. Just gonna absolutely crush his ADP at uh, the eighth, ninth round at the th- wide receiver thirty, something like that. He's going. I think he's gonna be more like a wide receiver fifteen and to twenty kind of guy. He's and with wide receiver thirty four, Brandon is where he's going right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just ahead like of Mike Williams, he is, obviously. He he's gonna smash his ADP, smash his ADP, and he's young. So I, that's another reason why I like him. He's a little bit younger. I was gonna talk about an older guy, but this time I want to get some younger pieces that we can build with. That you can you can spend a little bit of your capital in the top part of your draft to get those elite RBs, and then you can smash wide receivers in that seventh, eighth, ninth round, and just absolutely crush your leagues. Yeah, I mean that's, that's sharp as hell, man. Like, look, <laughs> the, you're you're welcome. <laughs> the, the, okay, so first and foremost, the uh, the, the Chicago Bears right now they're brass again. They've got new leadership at the top and. There's some concern that that that, that the new uh, the new coach isn't going to buy in to Justin Fields as a player. So the thing about He's Justin Fields ball. is, I think we were we are we are all pro Justin Fields last year, right? Mike, you were pro Justin Fields, one hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Okay, Brandon was kind of teetering. I was pro Justin Fields. For me, it was a really tough decision last year to tra- tra- uh, deciding between Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Ultimately, you, just, you sat on Trey Lance just because of the massive upside. He's on a better team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? He showed good chemistry with Darnell Mooney last year. And sure did. I think that honestly as, as NFL fans, we're totally spoiled with these rookie quarterbacks coming in and lighting the world on fire, right? Like the Justin Herberts of the world, they don't come out every year. Like they just don't, that's just not a realistic expectation, but we are in an in, in instant gratification time. That's just the age we live in, man. It's the reason TikTok is so yep. damn popular instant gratification. Yep. But you know, I, it's just for that value, Darnell Mooney, 
He is still Smash. being undervalued. I honestly, I did do a double take. I'm like, nah, Brandon, come on, man. Like Darnell Mooney, he's going as like a wide receiver 24. No, no, no. he's going way 30. later than that. So take advantage again, whenever there's a little bit of stink, that's when you want to go and be greedy, man, be greedy, yeah. take those risks. And when you leave, because look, what is like an 8.3% chance that you're going to win in a 12 person league. So mm-hmm. you need to find these edges and that like, it, it all depends on your risk tolerance. But to me, there's no risk with Darnell Mooney, whether it's None. Justin Fields throwing the ball or I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. Maybe it's a rookie next year. It doesn't matter. It's going to be Justin Mooney's, Fields no matter what. Yeah. It's going to be Fields. It's, he, he, there's no risk there. Take the money to the bank. I love that. Easy wide receiver so two. easy wide receiver two. Yep. Here, so here's one other thing that, that you kind of look at. And I know that uh, Chicago got kind of lambasted for not bolstering that offensive line as much around Justin Fields as they wanted to. They, they've they made a shift in their offensive philosophy. They're shifting to an outside zone blocking scheme. So they kind of mm-hmm. they feel really good about the O-linemen that they added. They You look at Mike Shanahan was the one that really kind of uh, that pioneered that outside zone block scheme. So they went smaller, more athletic offensive linemen. Uh, it's going to help the run game. And I think that, like, if you're looking for a potential range of outcomes with Justin Fields and – by and by association, Darnell Mooney, you kind of look at what RG3 did his rookie year. They have very similar skill sets. They both have big arms. They're both mobile um, and they're both playing and functioning within that outside zone scheme. I think that that's a last year was an absolute dumpster fire for Chicago. Uh, I don't, Matt Nagy had no business being anywhere around an NFL team. I think maybe you could have put him in the dish room, cleaning up after, after, uh, <laughs> after the teammate, but anything other than that is, is an overreach for his skill set. Um, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of like it. You're not thrilled with it, with everything. Flus as a defensive-minded head coach, but I mean, they got a they got a lot into they got a lot of draft capital into into uh, Justin Fields, and I think that that's gonna I think it's gonna show this year, and I think that Mooney is gonna be the main beneficiary of that. Here's here's the thing that's yeah. frustrating me with the Chicago Bears. They do, they're not doing anything to help Justin Fields. They go out, they draft Valus Jones, who's older than Mike, which mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, I'm not gonna say anything, <laughs> but you know that's, that's up there. Just, just he's definitely the oldest you don't, you here. You don't, to, you, don't to, you don't have to lie. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. So he's older than Mike. And look, it's basically it's Darnell Mooney as Cole Komet. I would say, though, another player. This isn't one of my guys. But but David Montgomery, man, he's like yep. undervalued. He, he's being undervalued right now this year, too. I mean, he all he's done is produce. And he's not sexy, but he gets it done. I, I just think that's super sharp. Um, okay. Okay. I'm going to finish this off with the sixth player. I'm going to go to the opposite side. I'm going to choose somebody just a little bit older, actually a lot of bit older. And the man that I want to choose is, is Mike Evans, man. Mike Evans, look, he's 28 years old, but he's still Tom Brady's boo. Um, I wrote an article on DFS Army. Go DFSArmy.com. Look for the articles. And I talked about Chris Godwin as being overdrafted this year in underdog drafts. Again, different than Dynasty, which is what we're talking about. But the man had an ACL injury. On December 19th, which was, I believe, week 15 last year, okay, on average, there was a study that I, uh, that I found that when you looked at NFL players between uh, 2009 and 2015, there was about 130 players. The average time to return was about 48 to 50 weeks for these NFL mm. players, okay? Now, this is, again, it was 2015, so I would say modern medicine, even in seven years, has improved dramatically. But bit, we're yeah. seeing guys come back. Say say we go to the – say we're optimistic, and we come, he comes back – after nine months, which would be a quick recovery. That would be assuming, of course, no setbacks. Um, like sometimes you just see issues with players that just can't quite get back uh, correctly, right? And so 
Chris Godwin could realistically come back to the season and then he'll have had no offseason time. He's got that built-in rapport with Tom, but what if there's a setback? What if he doesn't quite have that that same burst, that same separation that we typically like to see in Chris Godwin? Well then, or what if he goes on pup? That's going to be six weeks he's going to miss at the start of the season. Mike Evans, will man, is going. He's going. He's going to absolutely feast. He's going to absolutely feast. Russell Gage, we like, but he's an he's an average slot receiver. The only reason we're <clears throat> high on Russell Gage this year is because Tom Brady's throwing him the ball. Leonard Fournette, he's a guy. So we talked about in our show like Javante Williams versus Leonard Fournette. I'm starting to lean towards the Leonard Fournette side because it's going to be Leonard Fournette. In the passing game, in redraft, Mike Evans in redraft. We're talking redraft, honestly, yeah. probably honestly in, in dynasty as well. But it's going to be Leonard Fournette. It's going to be Mike Evans, and there's and, and like they're going to be the guys who are going to be absolutely bamboozled with targets this year. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans, I don't care. He's still being drafted as to do. I should have it here. You know, if I was more prepared, I would have it here. But Mike Evans is going as a wide receiver twenty-two this year in drafts, which is okay value. But he's a wide receiver one, man. One of the things yep. that actually Alan Sazlowski suggested we do is compare the redraft values, ADPs, versus the uh, dynasty ADPs. And there is a 31 uh, draft position difference between his redraft ADP and his dynasty ADP. There is something wrong with that. You got to go out. You got to get Mike Evans. Again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that as long as you guys are listening to this show, I'm going to say this. Banners fly for life. You go out, you get Mike Evans, you get Mike Williams, you win your and league, you win. and you figure it out. You just you figure it out. So that's it. That's Boys, right. What do you think? You build. You you. I, I I am right there with you. I I actually got Mike Evans thrown in on uh, several um, trades yeah. I was doing on rebuild teams, even on rebuild teams with two, like we said, two to three year windows. Right, we're trying to win in. I think I think Mike has a very good. No matter who he's QB proof, it seems like he had Jameis Winston. He had now he has Tom. I think, I mean, even if Kyle Trask came out, he's going to get peppered with 10, 12 targets, 13 targets a game. Still, it doesn't matter who the, who's throwing the ball. Whoever throws the ball, it could be a jugs machine. Mike Evans will catch the ball. <laughs> it's just how, how good he is. He's a Hall of Fame that. player. He's never been, a, he's never not been a wide receiver one. He's been crushing his whole, whole career. He's walked in off the from college and done the same thing. And there's this guy is gonna have a great, great, great career. Even in two to th- in three years, he's gonna be fine because he, he's gonna be so damn tall he can just jump over people and moss people constantly. And like I said, once Tampa Bay possibly has some rebuild, they might have to trade Mike Evans and send him on his way. But uh, that is totally fine. But after that. You know, Mike Evans is going to be a solid wide receiver one this year. No problem. Very easy with Tom Brady. Like that's that's an easy call. Like if if you're willing to eat a little bit of value later and just be able to win, Mike Evans is definitely that guy you want to yeah. get. The one thing I will say is Mike Evans is very much this year kind of player. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I, he's, he's a good guy to target in any sort of league because, like you said, he is quarterback proof. But mm-hmm. the thing about Mike Evans is that he only has Tom Brady potentially for one more year. We don't know what's going to happen with Tom. He might retire. He might go yeah. to another team. He might be in the Miami Dolphins. He might be broadcasting. We don't know that. So yeah. really, the focus for, for Mike Evans is this year. But, I mean, like you said, even if he's playing next year, he's quarterback proof. doesn't matter. So, yeah. yeah, he's quarterback <laughs> proof. <laughs> yep. Who- all right, boys. That's it. Let's, let's, I think that's I think that's a solid. We got two each. We we're all killer, no filler, baby. That's all we need to do. So 
All right, boys, let, let's just finish it off here. Brandon, where do the good people find you? On Twitter at Brandon D Adam 19. Just uh, hit me up anytime. We're, we're going to be all over the space talking nonsense and uh, picking fights with whatever fantasy analyst that their favorite player is. Um, lately for me, it's Mario, Mario Puig and I have been going okay. at it a little bit. Or Logan but, Nelson is saying that Mike Evans is not QB proof. He is for too. Shame. For shame. He Logan. is for shame. Like it's just, it's that's fine. I'm honestly, the guy has the biggest catch radius in the NFL. It seems like, like, I mean, how can he not be? But All right, Mike, Ev- Mike Evans career, wide receiver, 13, wide receiver, 22, wide receiver, two, wide receiver, 17, wide receiver, nine, wide receiver, 15, wide receiver, 11, wide receiver, nine. If that's not quarterback proof, I'm not exactly sure what is. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That, that's Mike, that's incredible. The, <laughs> Mike, where do the good people find you? Uh, on Twitter at Mike underscore Dickinson, uh, exactly the opposite of this podcast. I am all filler, no killer. There you go. <laughs> of course, I'm Shane Seeley. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. You can find all of our content over at DFS Army. You can click on the top left. There's articles. I'm going to be writing weekly NFL articles. There's a ton of content, whether it's MMA, whether it's golf, whether it's hockey, whether it's basketball. DFS Army has content for everybody. So go. It's in it's in the description. Go follow the links below. And an underdog, if you are inclined to do a, a best ball draft and you want to just, you know, get sharpen that pencil as we approach redraft season, go use the code DFS Army or just follow the link in the description below and you'll get um, 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to $100. You can go. You can play contests like the Puppy, which is $5 entry. You can play the Best Ball Mania, which is a $25 entry. They're giving away something like $10 million in prizes. Like That's just astounding. Now, the chance of winning that is extremely low, but they also have non-tournament contests. We, like, we, we like to call them cash, where it says you against 11 of your closest friends, and you draft the Best Ball team, whether it's a slow draft, whether it's a quick draft, and it's going to take probably 20 to 40 minutes, depending on the style that you're doing. There's drafts for everybody. Go hit the link and have a little bit of fun. So... With that in mind, we're going to be here every week for this new DFS Army fantasy football show for Brandon, for Mike. I'm Shane Seeley, and we are the DFS Army Dream Team, baby.